Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to bring you the latest celebrity and entertainment news on Chester Bennington, Jada Pinkett-Smith, Lamar Odom, R. Kelly, Stevie Wonder, Usher, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom. I had no idea how hard it would be and what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and ways for me to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics, but also information about the hurdles I was facing. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org slash caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. When it comes to saving money, don't act like a baby. Goo goo gaga. Be the boss and make a budget. I'm the boss, baby. You're not the boss of me. I am the boss of you. Are not. M2. Are not. M2. Need a little help? Aren't you going to do any work? I'm very busy delegating. Create a personalized savings plan. We can share. You obviously didn't go to business school. And get other tools and tips at feedthepig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Mark Anthony Farad, recording artist, actors, and athletes against drunk driving. Music is one of the most important things in my life, but nothing is more important than life itself. So choose a designated driver. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. Public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy jones Give, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Again, that's 347 637 2656 and press the number one. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com forward slash that's entertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at that's entertainment one. That's T H A T S, entertain the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto14, stiletto like the shoe, S T I L E T T O, and the number 14. And most importantly, follow me on Instagram. Just type in T Jones Gibbs. That's T-J-O-N-E-S-G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a partly cloudy 88 degrees. Before I get started with the first story of the day, I'd like to give a shout-out to everyone that's currently listening on the phone lines, in the chat room, on your computers. Thank you again for joining me here on this uh, warm and muggy afternoon. Um, I don't know how the weather is where you are, but I know here in New York City, we've been having a hell of a week. Literally, we had three days of heat wave, lots of hot heat, humidity, you name it. So hopefully it's a little better where you are. Today is not too bad. It's uh, kind of partly cloudy. Um, the sun's not just going in and out. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's been a hell of a week. Lots to talk about. It's uh, Speaking of the weather, it's also been a crazy week. Uh, O.J. Simpson, he just won his uh, bid uh, Thursday for early release from prison uh, after a Nevada parole board unanimously granted him the request. 
Uh, he could be out from behind bars as soon as October 1st. And uh, everybody, you know, a lot of things have changed since um, O.J. has been in prison. You know, people are wondering what he's going to do, uh, what he's going to do when he gets out, where he's going to live. He had made a request that uh, he wants to move to Florida. And see, and a lot of people were thinking that once he get out, he needs to keep a low profile because now, before he went in, we didn't have social media. So now if he's out here doing anything crazy, it will be put out there. So we'll see what happens. Also, uh, this week, we uh, the tragic loss of a rock star, uh, Chester Bennington, uh was found that found that he uh, apparently had committed suicide, and now we found out how he did it. Also, this week, um, if you haven't been to the movies yet, you know, uh, Girls Trip just came out yesterday, and I'm sorry, today, and a lot of people they got the girls Latifah, uh, Jada. Uh, Regina and Tiffany, they've been promoting this movie hard. And uh, JD, Jada Pickett-Smith and all the ladies have been making their uh, promotion rounds. But uh, Jada was recently talking with Sway in the morning at Sirius XM, and she talked about her relationship with Tupac, and she talked about the real – they're real. What was really going on between them? Because according to her, the movie, it, the way they did it in the movie, Tupac's of Eyes on Me, it's not true. So she sets the record straight how their relationship really was. Also, this week we're going to be talking about uh, Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom is as adding author to his resume. He was just recently at the Nickelodeon. Kids Choice Sports Award, and he talked about that he was coming out with writing a tell-all book. Also this week, a Grammy Award-winning singer Usher is in the news. Oh, uh, yeah, Usher's in the news, and R. Kelly. All these R&B artists are in the news. R. Kelly is, um, the public is saying, here we go again. The public wants to take a stand. They want Sony Records to drop R. Kelly because he's there's new accusations of his predatorial behavior. Uh, if you recall, um, if you know about R. Kelly, you know this was the similar incident had happened before. He has this. Uh, he's been known to have these things with young girls or young women, and now it's added again about now this accusation about him he holding uh several young women hostage in his home. He's telling them where to go, how to eat, how to sleep, how to move. And one young lady came out and said that uh, that's not the case. I'll tell you the latest. And Usher is in the news. Apparently, he had to pay a couple of years ago in 2012, he had paid off a woman. He had settled a lawsuit for $1.1 million because this woman claimed Usher gave her a sexually transmitted disease. Now another woman has come forward. She is suing him for $10 million because he also uh, uh, infected her with the same sexual transmitted disease. I'll tell you the latest. And Kevin Hart, you know, I'm a big fan of Kevin Hart. I was just recently at his book tour here in New York City. Uh, He just promoted his book, which is currently on newsstand now, You Can't Make This Up, Life Lessons. Well, there's reports that he was being unfaithful to his wife. They have on a video of him sitting in a car talking with a young lady at 6 a.m. in the morning, and people are like, is he cheating on his wife? You know, his wife, Nico is pregnant. But I'll tell you what uh, what Kevin Hart had to say about it, and he actually laughed it off. That's just like Kevin. Well, without further ado, let's get talked about, and that's just, some of, that's just the tip of the iceberg. So let's get started with the most talked about stories of the week. Hit it. <laughs> All right, Chester Bennington, the lead singer of the rock band Linkin Park, has died from apparent suicide. He was only 41. 
Bennington, who has long been plagued by substance abuse problems, was found dead Thursday morning at a private residence in Palo Verde's estate, California. TMZ reported Thursday that Bennington had hung himself, but the coroner office was unable to confirm. Lincoln Park bandmate Mike Shinoda said on Twitter that he was shocked and heartbroken by Bennington's death and added that the band would be releasing an official statement in the near future. The singer also wed Talita Bentley in 2006. The couple shares three children, and he has three children from a previous relationship. And one of his final posts on Twitter, he retweeted a sweet photo shared by Talita of her and their daughter. Now, Bennington was a longtime member of Linkin Park, a Grammy-winning rock band that rocketed the fame on the backs of the massive success of their Diamond-certified debut album, Hybrid Theory, in 2000. He also lent his pipes to a 2013 EP with Stone Temple Pilots, as well as to Dead by Sunrise, a side project he formed in 2005. Linkin Park was set to begin their One More Light world tour later this week and had a show scheduled for July 28 at City Fields right here in New York and Queens alongside pop-punk outfit Blink-182 and legendary hip-hop group Wu-Tang Clan. Now, Benton's death comes just two months after the suicide of South Garden frontman Chris Carnell and on what would have been Carnell's 53rd birthday. Now, here's the latest. They found out that Chris, uh, I'm sorry, Chester hung himself from the door between his bedroom and bathroom. He was found with a, uh, a belt around his neck after he hung himself at his estate, and they couldn't confirm... They could not confirm if Bennington consumed alcohol, and and they added that the autopsy result could be available in the next few days. Now, Bennington, again, was only 41 years old. He was found dead after official response to a call just before 9 a.m., and this is what the L.A. County Coroner Office confirmed. Again, he was a longtime friend of Chris Cardinal who took his life just two months after. So, And he also had hung himself from the door between the bedroom and, and bathroom of his Detroit hotel room with a exercise band. So it's really eerie that they kind of committed suicide and kind of in a similar fashion. Um, people, fans, been pouring out, uh, you know, they couldn't quite understand why he did this. Uh, some people were saying, you know, they were getting ready to promote their music. They were getting ready to um, go on tour, and now this happened. So it's terrible, really sad, and it's really terrible. Uh, Jada Pickett-Smith has opened up about her tough life when she first met Tupac Shakur. In an interview with Sway in the Morning at Sirius XM Studio on Wednesday, July 19, the 45-year-old actress revealed that she was a drug dealer during her Tupac days. That's right. She made the confession after she was asked to set the record straight about the real nature of her relationship with Tupac. While the legendary rapper had claimed that the two hooked up in the past, the mother of two said they were just best friends. Smith said, quote, I know that most people want to always connect us in this romance thing, but that's just because they won't they don't have the full story. It was based in survival, how we held each other down. And when we had somebody that has, and when you have somebody who has your back, when you feel like you're nothing, that's everything. And so there's a lot of components to to our story that we never shared uh, for a very specific reason. I just decided that one little piece was important to share finally because it gave more insight to who we were. That it wasn't just about that. Um, she said, "You have this cute girl and this cool guy. They must—they seem like they must have something romantic going on. It wasn't that at all. It was about survival. It's always been about survival between us and holding each other down in ways that only he and I could hold each other down." Unquote. Now Jada uh, mentioned on Sway's morning show that she's coming out with a book. And hopefully she'll go in more detail about their relationship. But for now, they were just just cool friends hanging out. And as they got older and as she, her career was blossoming and he was doing well in his music, they went their separate ways. But they, in the beginning, it was just about being there for one another, 
holding each other down and surviving this crazy business. So can't wait for the book. Almost two years since Silmar Odom nearly died from an overdose in a Nevada brothel, the former NBA star is about to drop major bombshell in his upcoming tell-all book. Khloe Kardashian's ex-husband is planning to write an autobiography about his life featuring the dark truth of the Kardashian-Jenner clan. The 37-year-old revealed at the Nickelodeon Kid Choice Sports Award that he's coming out with an autobiography about his life. Odom said, quote, the book will cover everything, everything. It's a free-for-all. I'll be open about everything that's been going on in my life about the past, unquote. The retired professional basketball player reportedly is not going to hold back and will reveal his dark past in the upcoming book. And get this, Odom is expected to earn a cool $10 million for his memoir. The public has taken a stand amid new accusations of predatory behavior against R. Kelly. A petition launched by CARE2 on the petition site has surfaced calling for Sony to drop the embattled R&B singer from their label. In the document description, several instances of predatorial behavior by Kelly throughout the years are cited. CARE2 note that in spite of the accusation, the, the, the singer career has flourished unhindered. Care to is just a few hundred signatures away from reaching their goal of 8,000. The petition comes just days after BuzzFeed published a report claiming that Kelly had been holding several women against their will in his Chicago and Atlanta homes. In the article, Jim DeRogatis spoke with the parents of one of Kelly's alleged captives. The couple, later identified as John Jalin and Timothy Savage, told the reporter their daughter had been living with the 53-year-old recording artist. At the time, they told BuzzFeed that they hadn't seen her since December of 2016. The girl mother said that when when they did see her, she seemed brainwashed and looked like a prisoner. Now, De, uh, De Rocatis, uh, I think that's how he's pronouncing his name, he also spoke with former members of Kelly's inner circle who backed the Savage claim. Cheryl Mack, Kitty Jones, and Asante McGee, all of whom said they experienced the controversial singer Raph firsthand, said he's been holding at least six different women captive. Now, the women told BuzzFeed that R. Kelly was controlling all aspects of the women's lives for what they were allowed to wear, when they used the bathroom, and what they do sexually. Mac, Jones, and McGee said that the women in question ranged in age from 18 to 26. They claimed a 31-year-old had been living among them as well, but she left. The article also alleged that the older woman was in charge of tutoring the women on what Kelly liked in the bedroom. Now, while the rumors captives were named in the BuzzFeed article, the, ident the identity of the Savage daughter was later revealed. Her name is Jocelyn Savage, and she has since spoken out several times refuting claims that she's a hostage. In a video interview with TMZ, the 21-year-old denied accusations that Kelly brainwashed her and maintained that she was totally fine. Now, TMZ attempt to get answers about the older woman's reportedly living with Kelly, as well as claims their freedom to come and go as they please, is restricted. Jocelyn said that she didn't want to speak on that. In another interview with TMZ, she claimed her father, Timothy, has been well aware of her whereabouts all along. In fact, she told the site that her father orchestrated the plan. Kelly's attorney denied all allegations against her client. Now, this is the craziest thing. Now, if you are, I've been an R. Kelly fan for years, since the very beginning in the 90s when he first came out with the, his first album, Born in the 90s, which featured the other Chicago group public announcement. I've been a longtime R. Kelly fan, and it wasn't until when Aaliyah, the younger leader, came on the scene, she was his protege, he signed her up and also wrote songs for her. He even was a, he, uh, he was a feature on some of her songs. And then word got around that at the time Aaliyah was only 17 years old, R. Kelly was like in his early 20s, I believe, at the time, maybe 24, 25. There was reports that he secretly married Aaliyah. Now, at the time, Aaliyah was only 17 years old, so technically she was underage. And what did that make? 
R. Kelly, you know, a sexual predator. Because he's he's a grown man, he or she's a still a young teen. Now, the marriage didn't last that long. They went their separate ways. Then another report came out where there was an alleged videotape where R. Kelly was uh, releasing himself on a young lady in the video. He was urinating on the, the young woman. Now, in the video, you couldn't see his face, but everybody said that was R. Kelly. Now, here come this, another scandal where he is allegedly holding these young women captive in both his homes in Chicago and Atlanta. So people are like, hmm, here we go again. Now, now, do you find it hard to believe? No, because he has a, a history of doing this kind of thing to young women. He just liked young women. And at the time when he was with Aaliyah, he was married to Andrea. Now, you know, if you've seen the reality show, um, what was the show, Hollywood Wives? Uh, it also had Prince's wife was on the show. It also had Eddie Murphy's ex-wife on the show. All the women who were married at one time to famous celebrities, she was on that show, and she even said on the show that uh, – R. Kelly was a woman. He was a womanizer. Uh, she knew he was cheating on her. So we, you know, when you hear a story like this, when it comes to R. Kelly, you kind of can't help but to believe it. You know, despite what he was doing in the past. So uh, R. Kelly, he denies everything. He better lawyer up because here, here we go again. Uh, right now we have here uh, 22 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you listen to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you're new to BTR, sign up. It's free. All you have to do is uh, register, give yourself a sign-in, and you can uh, follow my show. Just uh, click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and it will send you a reminder uh, via your email, your phone, when I broadcast live. Also, make sure you check us out on Twitter and Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain One. Also, like us on our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash That's Entertainment dot radio. And uh, also, you can check. And, and if you can't check the show live, because sometimes we know everybody lives leave a busy live. It's an hour show. If you can't listen to the show in its entirely, you can always go back and listen to the archives here on BTR. You can also check out the show on Stitcher.com. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R.com. It's a website that has over 80,000-plus radio shows and podcasts. You can catch the show on there. Just type in the search box, That's Entertainment Online Radio. And you can also check us out on iTunes. That's right. You can listen to the show on iTunes. You can download it for free. The... Stevie Wonder has just tied the knot with his fiancée, Tamika Robin Bracey. Uh, the hitmaker married his 42-year-old fiancée in a very lavish, romantic, and star-studded ceremony over the weekend at the Hotel Bel Air in Los Angeles. Now, according to The Sun, Stevie and his new wife were serenaded by John Legend, Usher, and Pharrell Williams at the ceremony before taking to the stage himself to sing Try a Little Tenderness. Singer John Legend, he returned the favor by singing Love Me Now after Stevie performed at his 2013 wedding to Chrissy Teigen. Now, this is the third marriage for Stevie. He was married to Sarita Wright from 1970 to 72 and Kai Millard from 2001 to 2012. Now, in December of 2014, the 25-time Grammy winner welcomed his ninth child, that's right, and second child with Tamika, a baby girl named Nia. He also has seven children from his previous relationship. So congratulations to Stevie Wonder. Uh, Grammy Award winning singer Usher, speaking of Usher, I can't believe this, but here it goes. He is being sued. He's facing another lawsuit 
from a woman who claimed the singer did not confess that he had herpes before they engaged in unprotected sex. Uh, an unnamed woman is suing the R&B singer for negligence, battery, and emotional distress, claiming Usher never told her that he was infected with herpes, despite the fact she performed oral sex on him and did engage in intercourse with him on separate occasions. Now, this is according to a suit obtained by TMZ. The woman, who is listed as Jane Doe in the suit, reportedly hooked up with the confession singer in Atlanta back in April and then met up with him again days later in New Orleans where they had sex in a hotel room. It is unclear if she admitted to having contracted the STD, but stated she would have would not have had sex with Usher if he had disclosed the information. Now, the woman found out about Usher's herpes through a recent news report that the singer allegedly paid $1.1 million to a stylist who claimed Usher infected her with herpes. She is seeking $10 million in damages in her suit. It is illegal in the state of California to knowingly or recklessly transmit an STD. The court document in a $1.1 million case was obtained by Radar Online and seemed to date back to 2012. It, it also states that in the suit that Usher, whose real name is Usher Raymond IV, was diagnosed with herpes around 2009 or 2010, around the time he split from his wife, Tamika Foster. Now, the Grammy winner is now married to Grace Miguel, who he wed in 2010. Now, Tamika and so far his current wife, Grace, they so far claim that they have not contracted it. That's what they claim. But remember, Tamika was divorced from Usher, and at that, and I guess after he contracted the STD, that was right after he divorced Tamika. Now he's married to another woman. So who's to say? But uh, this is serious business. Now uh, I don't know how it is in New York, but the state of California, you can get, you can get, you can. That's like a crime. Just like with HIV and AIDS, the same thing applies. If you know you have this, and you're going around infecting people. You can go to jail, literally. You can go to jail because it's also like it's it's because it's a deadly disease, not herpes. Because herpes is a recurrent disease. Uh, the there's no cure for it, and what happens? The virus is related to the chickenpox virus. The only difference is the chickenpox has a vaccination, but like the chickenpox virus, once you have it, it remains once. The uh, once the uh, they said once the blisters surface, it uh, crusts over and then it goes away. But the virus itself remains dormant in your system, and then it erupts later again and again and again. So it's there's no cure for it. So once you have it, it's it remains in your body, but there's time it just remains dormant. Now, the same thing with the chickenpox virus. They said that if you hadn't had the vaccination, you, there's a possibility you can get uh, chickenpox again. Uh, they call it, uh, in older people, it's called shingles. Um, it's called shingles in, if you're in your middle age. It's called shingles, and that is from the chickenpox virus. It's the same type of virus because it remains dormant in the body, and then all of a sudden you could be stressed out or something in your life that caused you emotional distress can trigger it, and then you, you're you infected again. So uh, this is a really big deal. This is a really big deal. Um Right now we have here uh, 29 minutes after uh, the hour. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. Uh, Coming up in the next half hour, I'm going to be also talking about uh, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is laughing off reports that he is unfaithful to his wife. I'll tell you what he said and how he went about it. Also, uh, Alec Baldwin has landed another live gig. And I'll tell you what it is. Uh, 
Britney Spears, there have been talks about Britney Spears uh, trying to, her fans want her to start performing back at the Super Bowl, but unfortunately um, she said that she's not going to do it. Uh, it was, it's been a while since she performed, and at the time it was like early in the, early in the decade that she was at the Super Bowl with NSYNC, and she performed there too. But now that her Las Vegas residency is coming to an end, they want to see her at this uh, the next one. So I'll tell you the latest. And uh, remember uh, Mr. Biggs, the character from Sex and the City? Well, you know actor Chris knows he played his part. Well, he's, the movie's been, Sex and the City been off the air, had debuted about 20 years ago. But for some reason... Chris North said that he can't shake that character. I'll tell you what he said. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere. Gucci Mond. 
right now, uh, before we went to the music break, I was telling you about uh, Mr. Kevin Hart. You know, I had the privilege to meet Kevin in person when he was here in New York promoting his new book, You Can't Make This Up, Life Lessons. Uh, Big fan of Kevin. He's real. He's funny. Well, he's laughing off reports that he had been unfaithful to his pregnant wife. Hart, who was married to Enico Parrish last August, they got married last August, responded to recently published pictures in which he appeared to be in a car with another woman leaving a Miami night spot. He told Entertainment Tonight that it was absolutely not true. It's Miami. The clubs close at 6 a.m., so he was actually coming home early. He also took to Instagram on Thursday to post a meme of himself laughing, and it said, uh, he said, quote, at the end of the day, you just got to laugh at the BS. Hashtag live, love, laugh, shaking my damn head. This is what he wrote in the caption. Hart and Parrish announced in May that they are expecting their first child, a boy. In 2014, the comedian ex Tori Hart appeared on the VJH1 reality series Atlanta Exes and accused her former husband of having an affair with Parrish. He told E.T. at the time of his life, at that time of his life, that with his ex-wife, it was really about what he did, and he he confessed that he messed up. A chopper carrying Shane McMahon, the son of WWE boss Vince McMahon, crash-landed on Wednesday, July 19th. The helicopter was forced to make an emergency landing in the waters about a half a mile off Long Island, Gigo Beach, after the pilot, Mario Regtian, noticed some issues with the chopper. Now, Regtian launched the Robinson R-442 from Westchester County Airport Wednesday morning. He picked up McMahon, who chartered the flight to visit family on Long Island at the West 30th Street Heliport in Manhattan. Now, Regatin said they were cruising at about 1,400 feet off the south shore when they heard some noises. It became very clear to him that he could no longer continue flying the helicopter. He issued a May day before making the control landing at 10.30 a.m. Luckily, a Babylon lifeguard noticed something was wrong with the chopper and quickly came to the rescue. Neither McMahon nor Regatin was injured and both declined medical attention. McMahon later took to Twitter to express his gratitude to the lifeguard. And being one of the most talked about moments in Games of Thrones Season 7, the Season 7 premiere, actually, Ed Sheeran's cameo sparked a storm of backlash on social media. The English singer-songwriter played a Lannister soldier and sang in the episode titled Dragonstone that aired on July 8th, uh, sorry, July 16th. But Jeremy Podeswa, who directed the episode, had come to Sharon's defense. The director believed that if he had received criticism, criticism because people were not able to see past his global stardom as a chart-topping singer. Podeswa also added if they, people didn't know who Ed was, they wouldn't have thought about it twice. The hoopla seemed to be from things that are outside of the world of the show. And in the world of the show, he did a lovely job, and he looked like he belonged in that world. Sharon deleted his Twitter account on Monday after Internet users made fun of his cameo on the hit HBO series. It has since been reactivated. Alec Baldwin has landed another live gig, fresh off his two Emmy nominations for his impression of President Donald Trump. The comedian is set to star in NBC live staging of 1992 legal drama A Few Good Men. The televised play, which was initially planned for a 2017 broadcast, is set to air in the second quarter of 2018, marking the first live production of a Broadway drama in more than five decades. The project was delayed as NBC struggled to find the actor to fill the role of Colonel Nathan Jessup. NBC recent live stations are mostly musicals, including Peter Pan Live, The Wiz, Hairspray Live, and The Sound of Music Live. A Few Good Men originally played first premiered on Broadway by David Brown in 1989 to critical acclaim. Sorkin later adapted the play into a feature film which takes place in 1986 Washington, D.C. and the U.S. naval base in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. The film centered on an inexperienced military lawyer played by Tom Cruise. Now, um, if you guys remember, I interviewed uh, Tal- uh, Talzi. He's the one that uh, he sets up the auditions for 
actors to play these in these live production. And uh, you, if you want to go back, um, you can check out my interview with uh, Telsey. And when he, I, he, we was talking about he was coming up with uh, he was doing a casting call for The Wiz. And get this, he even asked me to come on down to audition for the part. If you don't believe me, check out the interview. Check out the interview. Um, MTV Scream is gearing up for its upcoming season three. Now, according to The Hollywood Reporter, rapper, actor, Tiger, and Christopher Jordan Wallace, a.k.a. C.J. Wallace, they have been tapped to play the leading role in the six-hour third season. Tiger will take the role of Jamal, uh, Dion Elliott's older stepbrother, Meanwhile, CJ will portray Amir. Amir is supposed to be this good kid whose strict parents expect him to keep clean during high school, stay away from girls, and ultimately find his place within the family business. Now, Scream also served as the first series regular role for the son of the late notorious B.I.G. and Faith Evans. His movie credits include Kick, Everything Must Go, and Notorious, in which he played the younger version of his father. The third season of Scream will be filmed in Atlanta following Dion Elliott, a local star running back whose uh, tragic past come back to haunt him at the worst time, threatening his hard-earned plans for his future and the lives of his unlikely group of friends. The three-night event horror series is set to premiere in March of 2018. Following E's docuseries, Mariah World, Mariah Carey and stars are reportedly working on a new fictional drama based on the life of the Grammy winner. The untitled fictional script drama will tackle the story of the pop singer Rise to Fame. According to Deadline, the drama will be set in 1986 New York City. It follows an ambitious biracial 16-year-old and expiring singer-songwriter who survived a difficult childhood to become the biggest-selling female music artist of all time. Nina Coleman from the movie Mahogany, she will pin the script as well as serve as the showrunner. Coleman will also executive produce the potential series alongside Mariah and her longtime best friend and Rush Hour director, Brett Ratner. It's not the first time for the network to work with big music stars. Stars is currently airing crime drama Power, which is produced by 50 Cent. And sorry, everyone, but Britney Spears won't be performing at the Super Bowl next year. Following speculations claiming that the pop dealer had secret discussions about headlining the show, an executive of Pepsi, a company which sponsored the performance, had dismissed the rumors. It has been confirmed that Britney, who performed at the Super Bowl halftime show in 2001, wouldn't return to the football biggest stage in 2018. Britney has been rumored to headline Super Bowl over the past few years, and yes, she would probably do that. She had said last year, next year game is scheduled to take place in Minneapolis on February 4th. Lady Gaga, as you know, she rocked the halftime show earlier this year. And the second wave of nominations of the 2017 Teen Choice Awards have been revealed. Selena Gomez, she had, who previously led the first wave of nominees, she still dominated the music nomination as she scored three more nods in the second wave. She is nominated for Choice Summer Female Artist, Choice Summer Song for her new single Bad Liar, and Choice Electronic Dance Song for her collaboration with Kygo on It Ain't Me. The former Disney, Disney darling reigned with nine nods in total, trailing behind her ex, Justin Bieber, who was nominated in seven categories, mostly for his collaboration with other artists. He is nominated in the brand-new category, Choice Latin Song, for his remix of Luis Fonsi's Despacito. Bruno Mars, he scored six nominations in total in the second wave. Bruno is nominated in four categories, including Choice Summer Tour for his 24K Magic World Tour, as well as Choice Pop Song, Choice R&B Hip Hop Song, and Choice Summer Song for his hit track, That's What I Like. Additionally, each member of One Direction had been nominated in at least one category for Choice Summer Male Artists, Harry, Liam, Neil, and... Um, they're all competing against one another, along with Justin Bieber, Shawn Mendes, and Zed. Now, meanwhile, Louis Tomlinson, he scored one nod in the Choice Electronic Dance Song for his collaborative track with Steve Aoki and Just Hold On. 
Now, the new rounds of nominations, nominees are feature other big names in music, such as Katy Perry, Miley Cyrus, Ariana Grande, Ed Sheeran, Rihanna, The Chainsmokers, Maroon 5, Coldplay, Drake, and more. The 2017 Teen Choice Awards will be held on August 13th. And for a full list of nominees and to vote for your favorite, visit teenchoice.com. And a Japanese trailer has been released for the upcoming drama 9-11 starring Charlie Sheen. And what's notable is that the two-and-a-half men star had previously raised questions about the 9-11 terrorist attacks. During a radio interview with Alex Jones in 2006, the 51-year-old actor claimed that the towers had collapsed because of controlled demolition rather than two planes being flown into them. On the Jimmy Kimmel Live show, Sheen said he had questions surrounding the attack and after much research decided that the facts didn't add up. He also, It's also Sheen's first role since coming out as HIV positive in November. The film also stars Sheen and Gina Gershon as a strange couple who find themselves in an elevator at the World Trade Center where the towers are attacked. Director and co-written by Michael uh, Google is based on Patrick Carson's play Elevator, and it also starred Whoopi Goldberg, uh, Louis Guzman, Wood Harris, and Jacqueline Bissett. 9-11 is scheduled to be released on September 8th. Right now we have 14 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and when we come back I'm going to give you the last remaining stories for the week. So don't go anywhere. The truth, the money never lie, no I'm the one, yeah I'm the one early morning in the gun Know you wanna ride now I'm the one, yeah I'm the one, yeah Hear you sick of all those other imitators Don't let the only real one intimidate ya See you watching, you're run out of time I've been looking 
looking for somebody, not just any fucking body. Don't make me catch a body, that's for any and everybody. Oh my God, she hit me up all day and no response. Blow, blow my heart, that's like trying to go to bronze. Roll my eyes, and when she on the molly, she is zombie. She think we caught him Bonnie, but it's more like Whitney, Bobby, God forgive me. Don't you ever nothing, I'm a legend. Stress up about the crescent, fly your bed on for the essence. For the record, I know Colin when that ball was spinning records. Move like game winning record, I'm just flexing on my ass again. The truth of money never lie, no I'm the one, yeah I'm the one early morning in the gun Know you wanna ride Don't you know, God? Don't you know, God? I That was the latest from DJ Cali, featuring Justin Bieber, Quavo, Chance, Chance the Rapper, and Lil Wayne called I'm the One. Right now we have here about eight minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the week, Sex in the City debuted almost 20 years ago, and Mr. Big still can't believe he stepped into it. Chris North said at a premiere of his new series, Manhunt, the Unabomber, he, quote, it's the gift that keeps on giving, I guess, or the stench that won't get off me, unquote. The popular HBO show that introduced uh, ridiculous cocktails and shoe mania to Manhattan while glorifying pre-bailout bankers became a runaway hit for North during its six-season run. Even now, he can't believe its success. Sex and the City aired its final episode in 2004, but film based on the series followed in 2008 and 2010, both featuring North. It was reported in December that a third movie was in the works, though cameras still haven't started rolling on that project. Noah Noah, uh, Holy... um, I'm sorry, Holy, he dropped a surprise at Comic-Con that ran. Uh, At the end of the panel Thursday, the legend creator announced that he developed a movie for Fox about Dr. Doom, the villain from Fantastic Four. True to his word, Holy uh, Holly's did give any he didn't give any more details about the project, but Doctor Doom was introduced by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby in the Marvel comics, known best for his scientific genius and green cloak. The character has spent most of his arc as a villain, but took over for Tony Stark as Iron Man in 2016 in the Civil War II. And on screen, Doom was portrayed by Julian McMahon in the 2005 Fantastic Four and the 2007 Rise of the Silver Surfer sequel, and by Toby Kibble in 2015's reboot. Felicity Jones is stepping into Ruth uh, Ruth Ginberg black robe. The Rogue One star will play the role of the U.S. Supreme Court Justice in the On the Basis of Sex biopic. Uh, This was reported by Deadline on Tuesday. The movie will follow Ginsburg, who's 84, through her career beginning at Harvard University and Columbia Law School. Ginsburg was appointed in 1993 by former President Bill Clinton, becoming the second woman on the nation's highest court. Mimi Letter from The Leftover and Shameless, she is set to direct the project, which previously had Natalie Portman attached to the lead role. In 2015, Ginsburg said Portman had approached her about the movie, and Daniel Stippelman, the nephew of Ginsburg's late husband Martin, also wrote the script. Dev Patel is joining the world of Chippendales. But uh, sorry, ladies, he won't be sporting the infamous bow tie and the G-string combo. The Oscar nominee is reportedly in talks to play Chippendale founder Steve Banerjee in the new movie, tracking the scandalous-clad empire, meteorotic rise, and tragic history, including Banerjee's 1994 suicide after uh, pleading guilty to orchestrating his business partner's murder. 
Banerjee, a Bombay-born immigrant, kicked off the Chippendale legacy when he transformed a failing Los Angeles dive bar into a sexually charged destination with female mud wrestling and exotic male dancers aimed at female customers. His empire grew with Paul Snyder and Nick DeNoa as partners, though their success was short-lived. Snyder killed himself along with wife and Playboy playmate Dorothy Stratton in 1980, and DeNoa was murdered in 1987. Banerjee ultimately pleaded guilty to orchestrating DeNoa's murder, among others, as well as attempting to burn down the rival clubs. And just before he was sentenced to prison on murder, arson, and racketeering charges in 1994, he hung himself in the cell. So the movie has been in works for nearly 20 years, and though multiple directors have been attached over the years, the director's chair currently remains vacant. Now, Ben Stiller has been set to play the Noah, a children's show producer who recruited and choreographed the Chippendale dancers since 2014. Patel, who's 27, you know him. He recently scored an Oscar nomination for his movie, Lion. And the the podium will no longer drive any further. What I'm talking about, well, with White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer out, so goes his resident SNL impersonator, Melissa McCarthy, who took the Trump administration war on the press incredibly seriously. As Spicer dusts off his resume and McCarthy laid down her super soaker, Never to wed a member of the press corps again, social media responded with bittersweet messages laminating the loss of Spicy. And no stranger to filling big shoes and considering his previous work at the White House, uh, you know, Sean Spicer, before he became press secretary, he was also the Easter Bunny. He played the Easter Bunny when the President George W. Bush was in the White House. But others on Twitter offered up exciting new job opportunities for Spicer. And then, of course, there were those who simply celebrated, period. So so there go the character of Sean Spicer on SNL because now he's out as press secretary. And also prepare to be scared, uh, American Horror Story fans, FXX released the first official trail for Season 7 and is bound to send chills up your spine. Uh, they're coming. They, there's a trailer that shows a woman in a fetus position. There's clowns that's surrounding her. Uh, it's supposed to be. If you haven't seen it, check out the trailer. It's American Horror Story season seven. It came just hours after Ryan Murphy, who co-created the show with Brad Falchuk, announced that the show's cult title on Twitter. And joining the actors in returning to the American Horror Story for Season 7 will be Frances Conroy and Mar Winningham, who starred in various seasons of the show. Also, there's rumor that um, uh, also, oh, Sarah Paulson, uh, many, uh, Murphy told a lot of the fans that on Twitter that she's going to be confirmed as a part of Season 7 cast in January. She's going to be playing a character by the name of Allie. Uh, it will run for 11 episodes, and leading up to the title reveal, Murphy shares several hints about what to come in the American Horror Story Season 7 on Twitter and Instagram. He also confirmed that Lena Dunham, who he has said always wanted to work with with her, uh, will appear on the show. Um, so also there's also been other casting announcements about this season. Uh, Adina Porter, Cheyenne Jackson, uh, Billy Eichner, and Leslie Grossman, and Billy Lord. Those are just some of the people that will also be making their ba- debut. And Maria Menounas, who has expectedly, unexpectedly, had positive feelings about her tumor. You know, in her first interview since her dangerous surgery on June eighth to remove a benign tumor that was the size of a golf ball from her brain, she referred to this mass as a gift. Uh, Kelly uh, appeared on the Today Show, Megan Kelly, Friday morning to, pre- to show the preview of the interview that will air as part of this week's episode of the show, Sunday Night with Megan Kelly. Menounos also found out about her tumor nearly a year ago, just months after her mother's uh, brain tumor was discovered, and she went under and when she went underwent a surgery of her own. So the 39-year-old former E News host noticed that she was experiencing some of the same symptoms as her mom, like the dizziness, the headaches, and the slurred speech. And when she told her doctor that she might have a tumor, he did an MRI, and he also told her that she had a tumor, but it was 
non-cancerous. So she make sure you uh, um, and and but they said that she went a seven-hour surgery, and she recovered well. But her mother prognosis might not be as bright. Uh, it we found out that. Um, Manuna's mother has the same aggressive tumor that Senator John McCain that we recently found out a couple of days ago. He has the same type of tumor. So check it out Sunday night with Megan Kelly, which airs Sunday night at 7 p.m. on NBC. And uh, my last story of the day, um, Ryan Seacrest will be back. He will resume his duties as host of American Idol when it debuts on ABC. The multi-hyphenated confirmed the news during Thursday broadcast of Live with Kelly and Ryan. Seacrest was 42. He gushed about the excitement return compared to American Idol going off the air to a difficult breakup. Seacrest hosted American Idol for all 15 seasons when it was on Fox. The show was canceled in 2016 after a significant drop in viewership. And following his initial announcement, the entertainment mogul released a statement on his decision to host the American Idol reboot. He called his tenure on the show an incredible journey, adding that it was an honor to be asked back. Uh, Seacrest's official return comes after months of teasing the possibilities in May during an episode of his syndicated morning show. He and Ripper discussed ABC's decision to snag the canceled show from Fox. At the time, Seacrest claimed he wasn't sure whether he'll host, but he was hesitant about jumping into the role again because of his role on Live. Katy Perry has confirmed her participation in the American Idol reboot on Twitter in May. ABC has not yet confirmed the rest of the judging panel. Well, that will do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. And stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.